Just getting warmed up here, folks. Common Thread Collective's in the house. That one. It, check, check, baby. Check, 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 that's, check. That's interesting because that is check, also. Check, 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 check. Yeah, that's also one. <laughs> oh, Mutiny Radio. You strange, strange beast of a radio station. Check, 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 check. Cool, that's three. All right. One, three. Baby, check, baby, one, Four. two, three, check, check, okay. check. Okay, Ready? those are our three strong mics. That's mics one, three, and four. The first one you tried might be number six. Can we try that very that end one of the end, the extra one? Yes, please. Check, check, check. That one's not really doing anything, so we're gonna leave that one alone tonight. Oddly enough, oddly enough. Thank you, Blood Flower.
Hello, folks. You're in for a treat tonight. This is a special Common Thread Collective. I'm Global Val Diamond Davis here. He's out there in the uh, studio gallery space, uh, currently lining up the, and giving direction to what's about to happen here tonight at MutinyRadio.fm here in the Mission District of Twin. San Francisco, California. We are here at the corner of 21st and Florida streets. If you're out there in this mission, maybe you're at Lip Crawl right now and you're uh, feeling like, you know, I really wish I could read tonight. Well, guess what? This is an open mic that we're hosting tonight as we do in the Common Thread Collective tradition, music, art, uh, poetry, and activism. And uh, I'm here with Diamond Dave. Hi, Diamond Dave. Just crawl right over. That's right. We'll be embraced. Nobody goes away mad. Nobody goes away sad about this one. Everybody goes away glad, able to do what they came to do. We have the next couple hours. Come on through the door. Rob's here. The emerging, my, my emerging group, they're going to be playing my B-Day party. Looking at my B-Day is coming up to the door. I mean, Val, you know, I'll be 82 years old. Fuck, I'll be 82 years old on November 12th. Amazing, Dave. Uh, isn't it? So, so um, today is, uh, let me, let's start where we are. Today is Saturday, October 19th, 2019. And uh, again, this is the Common Thread Collective, but we are broadcasting from mutinyradio.fm. And you will find this podcast under our podcast archive for the Friends of Mutiny um, as a Saturday night special. So uh, today is October October 19th. Dave, when's your birthday? November 12th. So is the party... 1937. Oh, and that will be at the bottom of the hill. The, old, the nice punk rock venue Not a, uh, where that I used to be when I was a scenester. Did you know I was a scenester one time in my life? A what? A scenester. A scenester? Yeah. Scene. You used, you used to, uh, you used to uh, MC for punk shows, right? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, the little I know I'd be 82 years old one day. So, go ahead. Is your birthday party going to be on your actual birthday on, on that my Tuesday, birthday. November twelfth? And there'll be a number of bands, including punk bands, going to be playing. And where? It's going to be at Bottom of the Hill. Have you been to the Bottom of the Hill, Val? I have, and that is a traditional punk venue. So yeah. it seems it seems fitting. Fitting and perfect. It's a cool place too, isn't it? It is. It is a cool, really cool spot so over in Petrero Hill. I believe it's free. We might pass that, but I believe it's free. So that'll be having November 12th. And this is, uh, what do you say, more mutiny? How do you say what's, where this podcast is? Uh, this podcast will be found on mutinyradio.fm under the Friends of Mutiny podcast archive. Well, perfect, because Friends of Mutiny. We are. Over a bag. I don't know if, uh, if you all saw, but I did see. And of course, now with the, with the, with the, Internet being what it is, you can see it again at any time you like. I'm talking about Friends of Mutiny. I'm talking about the formal, informal entry of Bernie Sanders into the race. It, if, you, if you didn't see it, it was a beautiful crowd of people, thousands of people on a beautiful day in Queens. And various people spoke, they didn't have no music, but a lot of various people spoke from various ethnicities. And then, uh, then the now rising AOC, do you know who she is? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She talked. I never. She made a speech. I guess she called it. And then she just nailed it. People, you should. People listen to it. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. She made an amazing speech about the way things are and and what we have to do. Mutiny now. And she introduced none none other than Perry Saunders, the Barry. And Barry spoke over an hour. 
strongly, just out there, one thing laying it out there, talking about the condition that this country is in now, talking about the condition this world is in now, talking about a movement which is arising. This is, I can feel the history there. People which were, oh, Barry, Barry, Barry. Bernie? Bernie, pardon me. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. He's Perry, Perry Goldman. Bernie, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie. Like that, the crowd was alive. It was special to kick off for the Bernie Sanders American Revolution. It's so interesting. Bernie Sanders to me is so interesting because, you know, I think we are rather jaded in this country to think about politicians in a very negative light. And that is by their own doing. But if you look at Bernie Sanders and his legacy and how and what he's been saying in his entire career, he has held the line and has been talking out against corporations and talking out against the, the uh, military industrial complex and trying to find ways to get make sure that people have the housing, education, healthcare that they need just to like basically survive, but also to thrive. And, you know, he's, he's just a a legit person, you know, and it's, it's kind of hard, I think, for people to understand that because they don't expect that from a politician. Well, we're going to see for sure. And when, and now that the coming together of he and AOC, the youngest member ever in, um, ever in the, in the Congress. AOC from Queens. How do you say Alexandria. How? Ocasio-Cortez. Exactly. And she she introduced him and gave him an amazing speech herself about what we have to do. Both revolutionary speeches. Hers was much sore. And you can see that we're now going in, which is going to be the same work. They're going to be going across the country from town to town to town together. There's two generations Bernie and AOC, what <laughs> could be better? And, and they're both socialists, of course. They're both democratic socialists. And then we're flying through. It's, it's going to be amazing. And whatever we can play, but the, the movement begins at the grassroots. And so I want to say to people, if you want to be part of it, we're the grassroots, we're here in the grassroots in San Francisco, just off the Mission District. And I think it's time I'm going to work on bringing people to my place and talking about where we go from here, both on and off the air, you know? What an excellent idea. Let's and again, we want to invite people down here tonight, right now, tonight. if you're out there listening uh, to 21st in Florida, 2781 21st Street, right here in the Mission District. And uh, speaking of community and grassroots, Dave, it looks like we have a band set up right here in the station already. There we do. Tell us about these folks and how well, you connected with well, them. They connected uh, to uh, Laura here. Laura, yeah. come on in. Have a seat. Now, one day, a couple of weeks ago, only that, uh, I, was, I was in front of my door in my, in my room, and it's, it's, uh, then I heard that there's this women be interested, and usually too many men, it's like a men's, men's club had been at my place, and that this, this woman, a young woman was interested in moving in. And, uh, but at the end, so right, I mean, and so I, looked, I walked up, of course, to introduce her, and introduce myself and say, welcome. And that was Laura, is that right? That's right. And if you look at her. Welcome. And it turns out she's, <laughs> she's a, a talented and incredibly beautiful and helpful human being and just the kind of person you should meet when you've reached the age of 82. Yay. <laughs> and anyway, she's not, a, but she's a musician, a bilingual musician, is that right? Yes, sir. You're going to see, you're going to hear her tonight, is that right? Thank you, yes. <laughs> and she's the one who had the idea. And they were just having me doing a show. November 12th, 
1930, November 12th. Well, that's my birthday. Well, let's make the Diamond Days birthday party. That's the Lord's idea. Nice. And, that's, and well, don't that's, put that on me. It was our idea. Okay, pardon me. Our idea. Thank you. That's Good part yeah. of that's part of the universal Diamond Dave magic right yeah. there. It just emerged. Absolutely. He needed a birthday party, and there it is. Yeah, we wanted a full band, and I was like, oh yes, of course. And I said yes before I remembered we already booked, and so I was just like, well, that's all right. We'll just make it my birthday. And I said, of course, you're Diamond Dave of San Francisco. Of course, it'll be your birthday. <laughs> Perfect. That's yeah. exciting. And at 8.30, let's, uh, let's watch the phone because uh, Rain is being, being, call, being uh, calling in with some poetry. You know what a, what a good, you want to hear this one is a great poet. Yay. And she's going to be calling in. All right. Here, and then November 12th, she's going to be here as my personal guest. Excellent. So um, just to keep us keep us going where we are tonight, we're, we usually we, we're so used to having a three hour show, but we're actually have a, a two hour podcast tonight. So um, let's introduce the band. Who, who do we have out there? Actually, you know what? You guys can kind of introduce yourselves, too. I can turn on microphones. Yay. That's on. Hi. Hello. Uh, my name is Leo Nava. I, I play the guitar in the band. Welcome. Nice to meet you. Jeff. Oh. Hi, I'm Jeff Gomez. I play congas and I do the visual arts for the band. Nice. What's your band? Oh, Lauri Los Bad Hombres. Oh, okay. Lauri Los Bad Hombres. I'm Marley. I play bass. Sorry, what's your name? Marley. Marley. Awesome. So, Laura y los, y los Bad Hombres. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you dig it? I dig it. Cool. I get it, and I dig it. Yeah, y los Bad Hombres. I had to put. I had to send Spotify an email because they tried to call us Laura and the Bad Hombres. And <laughs> I sent them an email. I said, no, it's Elos. And they fixed it right away. That reminds me of uh, Saturday Night Live when Chris Farley was still around, and it was the year that they had El... That was El it was a big El Nino year. Yeah. It was like 1990-something, and he goes, I and he came out as the storm. He's like, I am the El Nino, which is Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> Memorable moments. Farley. Yay. Welcome. Yeah, we're from San Francisco. I think Marley came the farthest from Redwood City. Uh, Jeff's from Emmett, just outside of LA. And Leo's from San Diego. I'm from Chicago. We were got together here about two years ago just met on Valencia Leo and I met on Valencia and then he introduced me to all these fantastic other guys and then decided to start making original music covering some of the music that we grew up listening to and then there formed Los Battles. Oops. We have show, well, we have November 12th coming up, but if you're familiar with Revolution Cafe around the corner, to all the listeners, we're there November 2nd, which doubles as Dia de los Muertos here in the mission. There's like the procession at 7, and then we go on at Rev Cafe at 9, and then we are at Rev Cafe again December 7th, but if I could get you to pick any show to come to, it would be November 12th at Bottom of the Hill. Nice. What a delight. Word. Well, we'd love to hear. So welcome yeah, to Mutiny yeah, yeah. Radio. Cool. Here we go. Okay. I'm done. All right. One, two, three, four. Ooh, 
Andando por las calles, andando por la guagua Hablando palabra de su Dios, esperando para un señal Permíteme un momento, el tiempo sé que no te cuesta Explicar la problema de pobredad, quiero ser mi misma dueña Cobijar a mis amigos, te canto mi canción Contigo comparto mis sueños, espero que no ríen sin casa, sin dinero, bien soñando de la fama No nunca callada, tanta dramática, olvídatela Andando por un sueño, callejera Callejera, callejera Andando por un sueño, callejera, callejera Buscando un amor Tienes suerte por la luna Llena de la misma mierda Y tu programa ya no aguanta It was an alarm Diario yo llego a la playa Para escribir mi propia nombre Diario me lleva, diario borrada Borracha me lleva la vida Con mis ganas, mis amigos Escucha mi canción Contigo comparto mis sueños, espero que no ríen Sin casa, sin dinero, bien soñando de la fama No, nunca callada, tanta dramática, olvídatela Andando por un sueño callejera Callejera, callejera Andando por un sueño callejera Callejera, buscando un amor Callejera, callejera Andando por un sueño De esa callejera Ay, nunca callada Tanta dramática, nunca callada Olvídate de la Nunca callada Tanta dramática, nunca callada Olvídate de la Callada, tanta dramática, nunca callada, olvídate de la nunca callada, tanta dramática, nunca callada, olvídate de la los bad hombre. Thanks, Dave. What's that song about, Lada? What's that? Cool. Think we got the word for one more? Oh yeah, for sure. Sweet. He was saying, uh, "What's that? You want What's that song about, Lada?" Yeah. So, andando, 
Um, moving from Chicago here and feeling so like you just like big city story was the same, but th- here in San Francisco it hit me harder. Seeing homelessness, seeing really, really rich people right next to that, all of it on top of each other and still so separate and still, so I, I felt a type of way about it. And uh, not until having the music available did I, was I able to, you know, tell that story, which is a poem that I wrote kind of before where I was just kind of like a teenager distressed, like, oh my God, I'm trying to get out of my room. But the story in that poem has a completely different meaning, giving it this context of this city. And so the gist of the poem is kind of, is Callejera. Callejera is street girl, um, person of the street, someone who, you know, whatever your interpretation of Callejera may be, that was mine. And looking for a dream, not having money, not having a home, not having, not having anything tangible of that, like of that kind of that notion, but like, having your dreams and having, you know, yourself and having your own, you know, your dreams and your realities and really kind of like the 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 change of the music is it's, it's also another the other layer in this song is kind of for anyone suffering any sort of brain setbacks and challenges to say to be as tame with that area as I can be with as I, I don't know as much as I can know but just having that struggle in your own mind where it's like I have to work I have these creative things I want to do I have to fit this box but I want to be this trapezoid I have to like you know it's kind of and so and so just having that that going through my mind but the narrative is yeah it's just like someone on the street having their you know their yin and their yang in their life and and that can be how well whatever story for you or whatever person for you but that was kind of like the story I tried to tell because it's, uh, it's, it applies to so many people that's when we begin to feel like, feel realize we're not alone we're all we're all in this together and that's the theme of the common thread, about casting that wide net and finding that common thread and just letting it flourish. Give us one more week, guys, for now. You got and, it. And I got my brother, Rob. So good to see you, Rob. He's back with a couple of songs, just like the old days. Yay. Well, this On next one's called, uh, uh, that last one was called Andando, which is walking, just walking about. This next one is called Lluvias en Verano, and you can find both of these songs online on Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, Apple, wherever music is streaming, you can find it. But this is Lluvias en el Verano, which is summer rains or rains in the summer or however you'd like to say that phrase. Um, It is in Spanish, and it is a a song about unrequited love. One, two, Pasando nubes lentamente, suave con tu espíritu Dime todos tus secretos, siempre yo los cuidaré Cuídame, yo te amaré Me prometiste entre cielo de nubes Bajo de la luna y lluvias Me ponen a dormir Y cada vez yo sueño de ti Primavera, bailando en calles te conocí Lips de 
from one like me New dishes like new melodies Show me amor verdadero Show me what is really love El tiempo que yo guardaré Tanto te quise Entre cielos de nubes Bajo de la luna y lluvias Me ponen a dormir Y cada vez yo sueño de ti Ibas a regresar Tanto que me extrañabas Son palabras sin las promesas La noche me llevo tan libre En flores de otros jardines Cada vez que llueve pienso Entre mis sentimientos Cada vez tengo pienso Bajo la luna y lluvias Me ponen a dormir Jamás vuelvo a soñar Junto a ti music you're all so talented and there's so much good energy in your in your playing and your singing so Lara y los uh, bad hombres um, I know you're playing at Cafe Rev on the 2nd and probably on the 9th as well the 7th of December 7th oh okay yeah. in December but yeah. you'll be at bottom of the hill on, on November 12th for Diamond Dave's birthday yeah um, where can people find your music or you guys you all otherwise yeah so loudamusic.com will give you all the details for whatever you might need but if you just google Lauda if you spell it L-O-U-D for David or for dentist A uh, L-O-U-D-A just like loud and then, ah, Laura. <laughs> you can find all of that on Google. But um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal, iTunes, Apple, which is iTunes. Um, I just put the music on one website, and that website sends it to all the other ones. So if it's not where it, you thought it would be, send me an email. <laughs> Otherwise, it should be everywhere. Word. <laughs> a lot of ask of us. Ask us, there's going to be a lot to do. We're interested, it's going to be interesting, a really bad music, a musical and important period, and so glad you're around. Now, stick on the, I want to bring you back for a song or two at the end of the show, so hang on in. And meanwhile, I got Rob. Rob, how have you been? Hello, Dave. I'm oh, all right. Goodness. I'm all right. I'm creative. I am, I'm doing okay. Well, it's good to see you, Rob. Thanks for coming out tonight. Oh, my pleasure. It's oh. good to see you, Val. Oh. I, 
I, you've been going through some wonderful changes in your life, but it, I just, I'm thrilled to see you sitting right there. Me, thank you. Thank you very much. Me too. You know, it, the, the change is hard at first, you know, where you're like, what the hell is going on? Um, but now have your report. I'm feeling much more adjusted, a little more grounded. I got my feet under me in my new endeavors. So now I have the, uh, I'm kind of out of the initial cloud of that change. And I'm really, really grateful and happy to be here at Mutiny Radio. So beautiful. We're, we're back. Wee! <laughs> Wee is right. Wee! Because it all started here. All the years we spent together, Val. And I was. So we- many. So many, so many. Rob, let's hear what you have to say and sing today. All right, uh, here we go. This is uh, this is a song called "The Genocide Step." How do I know we're barbarians? Why, that's so simple, silly. I know that we're barbarians because someone chopped the end of my willy. But if you lived in a factory farm, you'd only wish you were dead. The way we treat other animals makes the Holocaust look like Club Med. Let's talk about genocide, such a very modern term. We've been doing it a long, long time, but we're turning that wretched worm. The history of compassion started so stunted and selective, so let's take a peek at genocide with some pertinent perspective. A million people died, died in Indonesia, but for 300 million cows this year we have cultural amnesia. Next. Another million massacred over in Armenia, but for 500 million sheep it's so long, won't be seen ya. Next. The Irish genocides claimed another cool mill, but this year 700 million turkeys will kill. Next. Two million Cambodians are death toll creeping up, but that's just a drop in an 800 million rabbit cup. Next. With 12 million souls, that vegetarian Fuhrer fell short of his goals. What would he think about those billion pigs we rake over our coals? Next. Old Joe Stalin, he claimed 20 million, but let's count actual dead ducks and call it two billion. Next! 40 million victims of Mao's great leaps forward, but check this year's menu, 50 billion chickens we just ordered. Next! The American genocides claim 50 million or more. Shrouds of secrecy will never know the score. And it's true, so true, that's a whole awful lot. But for three trillion ocean corpses we need. One damn big pot. How do I know we're barbarians? Why, that's so simple, silly. I know that we're barbarians because someone chopped the end of my willy. But if you lived in a factory farm, you'd only wish you were dead. The way we treat other animals makes the Holocaust look like Club Med. 
Then when it fell together like a uh, jigsaw puzzle, the, the different chapters of the of our genocide. Yeah, yeah, I I do a lot of reading. I was uh, I was reading a book by Michael Shermer called The Moral Arc about the the history of the progress of human morality wow. and how you know the how genocide itself is a, is a very new term in uh, human I, history and and sure. and so yeah and he also went on to talk about how animal rights are becoming in the in the 21st century are becoming more and more a a human concern and uh, so yeah yeah it kind of fell into place because of that book I feel it because uh, people realizing it well people hopefully realizing I think Bernie Bernie today and LC talked a bit about it because it was just a political campaign and a movement and this is a movement where we realize it's all connected all related here we are all in this together you know yes and now I'm worried whether now we got Trump who has no concept of any of this, and it looks like he just threw the Kurds to the Turkish wolves, you know? Yep. And the Kurds are highly intelligent people who are involved, kind of anarchist, uh, anarchist government with women, playing a big role uh, with the committees and the collectives, and they just had a, just, the Turks just roll right over it. Yeah. But the Kurds are 60 million people, they're the largest people who have never had a country, or they necessarily don't now. Syrian Kurds, Egyptian Kurds, Turkish Kurds, they're the, they're the supposed to be the terrorists. But these are people who really only speak for themselves, but by Trump kind of threw them to the wolves. And that's what they said to Trump. He just threw us to the wolves, but we're going to survive. So we dedicate that to our Kurdish friends, who are very unusual, apparently very unusual and intelligent people. I haven't met any Kurds, I don't think, but from what I can see reading about them, that they're special, you know? Yeah. It's it's easy to to give in to this cynicism to to the negativity. There's so much of it, but but in in the big picture, we big have big we big have big. come so far in in the past three centuries since since the age of reason, uh, we we have come so far and so far is doing what? And there's there's every reason to think that we are getting better and we will continue to get better. Well, from here, I think it's most, here we are looking from the bottom up, getting together at the grassroots. Because I think that this is what, what Bernie really had to say. That was kind of another theme about the 1% that they control everything. The 1% you, you use the rest of it for their own, their own uses, you know? Yeah. But, but so it's about going to the grassroots. It's about talking about the things we talk about right here in the Common Thread Collective. And it's about finding one another. I could, do you have another song you'd like to do? Sure. So sure. good to have you back, brother. What have you been up to? Been oh, a long time. Yeah, I've been I've been creative. Um, uh, when the personal life is iffy, the creativity is usually great. So I've been very creative. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of songs coming out, and uh, and I've got a sh- I've got a show um, Tell us. on uh, the twenty sixth of this month at the Bazaar Cafe in the Richmond. It is a um, a holiday costume party with eight musical acts starting at six in the evening. And uh, yeah, yeah. So wow. here's here's another one of the new ones. This is called Flags and Tags. enough food more than enough stuff it's time to stop pretending we don't have enough 
Don't give me price tags, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up, it's time to grow up. You put away those tags, it's time to grow up. Children at play and lovers in lust, they don't see skin or tribal mistrust. Don't give me those flags, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up, it's time to grow up. Put away your flags, it's time to grow up. Our children never learn to share, they see through our lies. We negotiate, exploitate, bully, brutalize. A father in the sky with no mother nearby Don't sell me no bull, no bull to buy I will not buy bull, it's time to grow up It's time to grow up, it's time to grow up I will not buy bull, it's time to grow up No more pretending the path isn't clear No more hiding and abiding all this greed and fear We've enough stuff for all, both far and near It's time to grow up It's time to grow up, it's time to grow up No more flags or tags It's time to grow up Hey, look who's beside you. Come up to the mic. Look who it is. We do have another mic over there. Is uh, this one plugged in? I hope so. <laughs> Always a good question at Mutiny Radio. Let's see, is it... Are we plugged in? Yes, we are. Joan How plugged in are we? <laughs> We're so plugged in, I can, hear your, I can hear your powerful voice there. Joan, welcome. Well, thank you. Yes, I come uh, from Hayden Ashbury. I didn't go there today, but I've been spending quite a lot of time there. And I'd like to talk about, if you don't mind, what's going on over there right now. It's unbelievable. It's the same thing that's going on all over the country and all over the world, and I understand that. But there's a special heartache of watching it happen at Hayden Ashbury, and also a special magnificence in seeing that we're still there. We're still here. And how powerful that is, and you know how much people will do to hang on to that place, even though they're chasing them out, and all these things are happening. They they cut down 15 beautiful trees in the six block where, uh, right on on Hayden Ashbury, uh, that that those six blocks between the par- Golden Gate Park and Buena Vista Park. That's where we are, and that's where they cut down the 15 big beautiful trees wow yes and, and not only that but there were pretty lights on all those trees uh, purple and and pink and green and those are gone and now the street looks so dark i hate to say anything negative like this but mm. i no, think people keep- are interested they they need to know you know that there's forces just chasing the young people out um and um, it, it's just the business forces, again, you know, trying to get control. And it, it doesn't seem to be so much the people that live in the neighborhood. A lot of them really appreciate 
what this place stands for. Um, but I'd like to see it stay vital, and and when people come here from all over the country to to see something, to find something to believe in, maybe, you know, I'd like it to to still be there for them, and and we need to find a way to hold on to it and, and show people how valuable it is that. Um, People got so excited about brotherly love, peace, understanding, fairness, making fair laws. These are not small things. These are the answer. You know, the, the golden rule, loving people the way you want to be treated, that's, that's the answer. And, and that's what this place represents. And, and, and I've been out there and seen these wonderful young people and, and older people, too. When I say young, you know, I don't mean only the young ones, but... It's unbelievable because they're so poor, a lot of them. They live, they sleep on the sidewalk, or they used to before they chased them out. And and they would just tell you such wonderful things about the life and about what the truth they found. And, and the most amazing thing was how happy a lot of them were in spite of all these things that, you know, they, they really seem to have what people need to to do well and and they were healthy too and and um you know i noticed how how close that is to the golden rule and everything these churches are supposed to believe in and um and and it's really there it's 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 alive these people are alive they talk about things they care about things they they read books you know they have books in those backpacks i wrote a 380 page book and they are carrying it around and it's very heavy it's it's uh it's, it's on typing paper it's not even printed as a paperback and they're just you it's know, your manuscript. Trying to your get it away from each other so they can read it. Your one manuscript, which is, manuscript. Called, which is called Peace Drums. Peace Drums, Jesus Was a Hippie. <laughs> and there's more coming, title. too. There's going to be Peace Drums, True Stories of Alaska from the Black and Silver Cabin, which is uh, stories from the, the 70s, a group of uh, you know counterculture-type people that uh, lived in Alaska, close to the university. And I've written another book, which is all ready to go, which is heavy. It's called The Liberal's Bible Guide, God's Message to Tree Huggers. <laughs> and uh, it, and it, it shows without any doctrine, dogma, or, or channeling, or anything, that the, the Bible doesn't teach that Jesus said the things that most of those churches teach. It's very simple. A five-year-old can understand it. And uh, that's one of the things I'm banking on, that... Uh, you know, the fact that morally the people with the peace signs are so right and the people that are condemning other people from whatever religion are so wrong. And so there's so many of us and can't we somehow get together and change the laws? We've got to find a way to change the laws. And, and, and when I look at that thing at Hayden-Ashbury, that's why I'm so adamant. I want it to stay there because it gives me hope. It's something pretty and beautiful that people can look at and, and say, this is, this is something I can daydream about. And, you know, if you remove from it the things the media added to it, you know, to, which is scary, weird, whatever, whatever they could find to make it look less appealing, they did that on purpose. Somebody did that. And we don't have to believe that. I mean, I've showed a picture of the, the young people that... A lot of people are afraid of, you know, they look at them with their big dog and, 
you know, and the, the, they look like they've been traveling, and they don't know, you know, if they just got a chance to talk to that person, they'd fall in love with them. <laughs> you know, they're wonderful people, and and so. Um, these people are called the Coal Valley Neighbors. These are, these are the first gent uh, beginning of gentrification coming to the hate. And for some reason, as you know, people involved in gentrification, flipping houses, all of that, really hate the kind of that spirit that represents up and down that street that you're talking about. Isn't that right? It is. And I've delved into it. I've been downtown. I've been to the Board of Supervisors. I've talked to leaders of uh, the, the tree people and the, uh, everything. And and they couldn't stop the cutting of the trees. We tried to get a a, uh, a hearing, and they said, "Oh, we already had one in 2018." And so, it's Shoot. just it's kind of crooked, you know. Somebody's making money. Oh, I didn't tell you all the other things they're doing. They cut the trees down. They tore out the sidewalks. They're putting in new sidewalks with ball balls on each corner, so that we will lose about a third of all parking spaces. It looks like to me. I don't know where else they're going to park, and. Um, what else? They they um, they took the colors off the rainbow stairway that was painted in beautiful rainbow colors at Buena Vista Park. They actually took uh, power washers and scraped those off, and they weren't satisfied. Whoever's doing this, and I think that liability has something to do with this. That's my gut feeling. It's not just people that hate us. Or, no, there's some liability involved hmm. with people gathering in public places. Well, I, remember, I remember the first sign, one of the first signs of this where they, met, where they made sitting on the sidewalk illegal. Yeah, that was sitting in 2010, the, the, the yeah, no sit-lie exactly. law. Sit-lie, sit, yeah. And that's one of, I believe, twenty. there's like at least 26 quality, like what we call like quality of life crimes mm -hmm. on the books in San Francisco, including sit lie, basically, you know, criminalizing poverty, you know, tent laws and all this kind of stuff. So there's a, there's a lot out there that's trying to keep people from occupying public space. It's all over the country too. It's it's yeah. it's, it's a, like a plague. Mm. A plague. And, well, and, it is. Well, of course, today it was announced. Bernie Sanders has announced his campaign, which has been not just him, but it's, he's been talking about a movement, a movement against the one percent, a movement of the, the from the bottom up, as I see it, of the very people we're talking about and all we've been through. Whether it be sit lie laws, whether it be uh, all sorts of ways to uh, uh, to, uh, to, to to reject us, to stop us, to put a um, uh, put a paper on our mouths, and so on. But so we're going to see a new day. We better get together here at the grassroots. They put up cameras. They put up cameras in the park. Um, they're putting up fences in the park too. Oh my gosh! They're There's cutting like a down huge big, fence. huge trees. They they blocked off every single place where the young people used to sit. Those logs, they were beautiful. It was like a, a wonderful romantic scene, you know, from a painting or something. All these gypsies with their dogs sitting next to the pond, and and they want to completely mess up the pond. And I know somebody's making money doing this. It's, it's like we don't need them to put up cheesy exhibits around the pond telling people about nature facts. That's what they want to do. About a dozen of them. Nature facts. It's a man-made park. They're going to tell us about the algae and, uh, and then they, this, the pond scum. Is that what? Yeah. And, let's put up, let's put up substitute signs that says like, welcome to the pond scum. You know, like. oh, well, they have more than that. On another path through the park nearby, they, they've got high five, a high five thing where there's a wooden hand that gives you a 
high five and there's like five or six signs that say give somebody a high five and I don't know what the next one says there's about five of them and it ends with a, a hand sticking out in your face <laughs> oh my goodness see this is a, these are pr- prime examples of things that I've seen <laughs> around for, for years where something like looks good on paper to somebody you know it's like a lot of money the, it looks good to a that lot person. of the like you know traffic and st- like changes traffic and calming. stuff like that and change the like curves. oh yeah this looks great on paper you know like oh let's put a 60 story building here yeah it looks great on paper we're gonna make a bunch of money off of it wow. and then it's just this big horrible thing so yeah i i feel you joan they're definitely planning to put a seven story building on the old mcdonald's lot they're hoping they're working on it yeah and the thing on. that and I, to I, the, I hated out. it until I, well, I hated the fact that they're not planning to have any parking for 120 units. Now, do you know what that's going to do to the, the vendors on Hay Street? They're going to be gone. There's no parking? Where are the customers going to park? So, okay, so I thought, okay, that's horrible. We just need to have parking. You know, the developer's going to make less money, but, you know, whatever. We need parking, underground parking. Yeah. And, and so, um, but then I realized, wait a minute. If I'm, I'm not exactly against it. I was just against it with the no parking because they're hoping to put a fast food place in there on the bottom, and a youth center of some kind, which oh that would God. please me because that would bring the youth back. But with no parking, the the sellers are gonna gonna go broke. I remember back hmm. doing doing food on bombs every Monday at the, where was it? at the end of at the end of hate where the park begins. And we used to shoot food on bombs on Monday. I don't know if any of you remember. We do food on bombs. I say, get in the loop. Have some soup. No time to frown. No it's to- time to chow down. It's time to chow down. Food on bombs is the key. And the food we have is always what? Free. Free. And we did, then we had the soup kitchen at Hamilton Church. Tuesday through Friday, that was that was on the, close to Monday. So we did food night bombs, and everybody, all the various cast of characters would show up and peace and meet together. The beatniks, the hippies, the punks, the the, the punks, the skinheads, we'd all be there, you know. And in hindsight, it was so great. There's a back back area too where you go hang out and eat, and well, I'd be I was kind of the major D. I have to admit. As usual. And anyway. As usual. Anyway, just I guess that's just what the God has given me to do. Uh-huh. Which I make things happen, you know? Oh, yeah. That. You're a connector. Connector. Or actually, you know what? Uh, Calvin Welch ex- uh, described it very well a couple of years ago when we had Diamond Dave Day at the library when the Board of Supervisors uh-huh. made it Diamond Dave Whitaker Day in San Francisco, oh, yeah. which was uh, Groundhog Day. Um, a few years ago now. Three years ago? Something like that. Thirty years, wow. Three-ish? I don't know. Um, but, but Calvin Welch got up to speak and he, he called you a political bumblebee because you go around to pollinate so many different groups and ideas and you carry that that thread the common thread dave you know and you've described yourself as a you know kind of this messenger that just happens to be in these places where you're able to gather and then move on and and share that with someone and so the political bumblebee was something that kind of stuck with me in the description yeah bumbling around (laughs) and so it's not sure i wanted a radio 
First of all, it's invited to a show on the KPOO in Cape Room. P89.5 on the FM dial, still in the air. And uh, and it's, I, I kind of took the radio naturally because I could just talk freely, you know, let it flow. Uh-huh, Finding I hear you. Finding common thread. And that's what I do. Is, is that your book? Yes, it is. What's I, your I, paragraph? I wrote everything about what happened there. Uh, this one is called Chainsaws in the Morning. Wow. It was shocking the first time I saw the first big green X painted on one of the trees in ha on Haight Street, which meant that it was going to be cut down. This renovation, quote-unquote, is happening too fast to lobby the city to try to put some brakes on it. Some of us from the Haight-Ashbury Neighborhood Council tried to get a hearing about the trees, but were told it was too late. Too late. I pestered the Department of Urban Forestry, the area supervisor's office, and even tried to make an appointment with the director of public works without results. I was told that signs had been posted on each tree telling people of the plans to cut it down and that a hearing had already been held the previous year. Despite protests, a decision had already been made. It had all happened while I was in Joshua Tree, away from San Francisco. If the signs were posted, it's strange that nobody told me about it. I wonder how long the signs were up. Now there's a big green X on 15 trees on Haight Street. This was some time ago. They already cut them down. That's not counting the ones that have already been cut recently. Um, the, an, an aide uh, uh, at the bicycle shop, I asked why those had been cut. Some of, wait, I might as well not skip it. That's not counting the ones that have already been cut recently. I didn't see a green X on them before they were cut. Maybe they were cut on other pretexts. At the bicycle shop, they thought those had been cut because of branches touching the electric wires. Another shopkeeper thought those had been cut because a branch had hit the top of a truck. An aide at the supervisor's office said it was because branches could fall on people's heads. <laughs> Don't laugh. They, they really mean it. 65,000 uh, trees. Back to the liability argument. It, I despise liability laws. This is one of oh, my no, crusades. Not. I think we need complete reform, get rid of the whole liability system. Capital it touches system. everything in our lives. It decides everything. And then it's starting to tell us how we can talk, who we can be with, you know, how many we can cook in our house, all kinds of things. It's unbelievable. Uh, and they said it was because people might get branches on, fall on their heads. 65,000 trees in San Francisco have been designated as dangerous, quote unquote, after a branch in another park fell on a lady and she was awarded $14 million. $14 million. Of course, there's also the liability involved if roots buckle the new sidewalks. Like many of the horrible restrictions in our lives, it's a liability issue. Cutting the con oh, here's another thing they did. They cut a concrete bench off of a retaining wall at, um, at that park, uh, uh, Buena Vista, that people had been sitting on for like 150 years or so. It was built in 1884 or something. And um, they, they took that thing, they, they went with jackhammers and cut it off the wall because hippies sat there. And they had also cut a big tree that was on, in the planter up above. And they're putting up sprinklers to, to chase them out so they don't sleep in the park. And, and they, they, so they, won't even, they don't even have a place to sit on the grass above the planter because that's wet all the time now. It's like it's this war against these people. My yes, God, talk people. about 
it's a kind of a persecution. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's a, a war against the commons, right? You're yeah. taking away public space where people should be allowed to gather. You know, just because there's a homeless kid on the street who you say they don't pay taxes to pay for that park, <laughs> it's like it's public. So it, it should be available to anyone. You know, I feel like growing up, I was I was fed the line that. You know, I I swallowed and still hold true, even though obviously it's not the case. But people will say, "This is a free country." You know what I'm talking about, Rob? Oh, they, we used right? To say They're that, like, "This yeah. is a free country," and you're like, "You know what? It's not a fucking free country, obviously, but it should be." <laughs> well, we're losing more than people realize. We're losing yeah. family life. We're, we've lost community, uh, uh, <laughs> tradition, well, everything. A, the bomb was going the other way. She said the song. Beginning with with the rise of the Bernie campaign, with people in the grassroots wherever they are beginning to stand up and sit down, lie down, and look around. I think uh, I think things will be getting better, if indeed we start working, staying together, start not judging each other, start doing more together than any of us can do on our own. But yeah, why not? You know. We have to believe it's going to get better. We we'll do believe better. it. Well, that's why we work so hard. If we didn't believe it, we wouldn't be doing all these things. So people can find some of your writing on your website. Yes, peacedrums.org. And my book, I'm serious. I think I can finish it tonight when I go home. I still have two more little things to do to it. And then I'm going to put it on Amazon.com. And I'll announce it on my website, peacedrums.org. Oh, beautiful. Amazing. Say, should we take a little musical break? Yeah, let's take a musical break. I've got break. some music we can well, play. I wanted to say, let's take a musical break. I just got a text from, uh, I think we've been waiting for from Rain, but Rain said the little ones won't go to sleep. Sorry, that's just what happens with her. But she, has, uh, but she called me times for watching the phone. And uh, Rain trying to put the little ones to sleep in Missoula, uh, Montana, and it really affects what happens here. That's that's amazing, you know. And you, you got another song you want to do, eh? Uh, well, I have, I have a poem, and it's. Tiny. You got a poem? Let's do it. For something hopeful, something to yeah. feel good and hopeful about, and this is exactly. Uh, here we go. This is a poem. Uh, this is called "Keep Grousing." Hear the poets bitch, 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 bitch. They got a social itch, 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 itch. A red tie fever pitch, 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 pitch. Hear the poets bitch, 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 bitch. Now, I'm not stating it's just bloviating. Many make a salient point or three. But all this bawling and critical caterwauling feels a little chicken little to me. Are our memories misty? The good old days were a travesty. A parade of oppression, repression, and pain. Though we're still morally astray and the mountaintop far away, each generation is a bit more humane. But lest you remain a sour skeptical, here's a human progress roll call. Three centuries passed, but one constitutional democracy. Today, that number's almost two out of three. Three centuries passed, slavery, slavery was legal in all lands save one. Three decades passed, official slave states became none. Three centuries passed, execution was the law of every land. Today, half the world says, no, that will not stand. Three centuries passed, torture was a universal condition. Today, half the planet has torture prohibition. One century passed, universal suffrage was zero. Today, non-universal is a disappearing dodo. Three decades passed, a husband could be a legal raper. Today, human rights sweep the globe. 
at least on paper. Planetary poverty percentage is an all-time low. Violent death a pale shadow of long ago. Two centuries past, nine of ten with illiteracy were cursed. That scandalous statistic now nearly reversed. God gave man dominion over lesser races. Science depanced with such intellectual disgraces. God said man over woman holds sway. Science laughed that one away. God gave man dominion over other creatures. Our self-serving bullshit is dying, even among preachers. But our retching and kvetching is easily understood, for bad gets better press than good. And a genetic disposition to negativity enhances our survivability. In an arena of graceful gymnasts, we fixate on the stumbles. That's what keeps hairless apes alive when the lion's belly rumbles. But today's conservative, so stodgy and shifty, is still more liberal than a liberal from 1950. But keep percolating, keep agitating, keep screaming for justice and no more waiting, for today's neglected conscience storms become tomorrow's taken-for-granted norms. And I went to uh, a few days ago. Brother, you found something. We happened to be little, looking at the Dylan songs on. Uh, come sit here, we will. Yeah. Uh, on Spotify. And they had my dates and all this, hundreds of songs, Bob Dylan. And I said, what's the latest one? And said, and, and, well, this one from the last year, I think. And, uh, wow, this is about getting old. Bill Dylan, I'm 80, soon to be 82, shoot. But he's close to 80. He's been through it. So what's, what's it like Bob Dylan to be close to 80 being on this? And he's written a song, which you discovered. Is that right? Mm, I, I was just showing you how Spotify works, and we were going through and listening to Bob Dylan songs. That's it. Here's the song. Yeah, and you said you asked me, um, Leo, what, what's the most recent music he's put out? And, um, yeah, we clicked on his most recent album of original music, and, and this one a, came up, and you really liked a, it. The cherries are dope. It's a... Yeah, so we have the old one. <laughs> well, perfect, though. Okay. I put the volume down because I just didn't want it to blast me Till the long forgotten 
That that was a Bob. That was a the most recent Bob Dylan track that we were able it's to. Kind of like that. It's the old aging Bob Dylan, reflecting on the fact that he's over seventy years old now. He's not as old as me, but he's been uh, constantly. <laughs> just let you take him from there. We'll do. We'll try a few others. Oh, me and so on. That was a nice recording, though, because I think it's for many years. Some some of his music is kind of harder to understand. Uh-huh. His his actual voice, but that was like a slow song. So he, you know, the recording of it was really good. So the clarity of the lyrics came oh, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you. Thanks, Leo. You yeah. guys, I think. Thank you. Yeah. Where's, what's his name? I mean, uh, well, while we while we transition, I'm gonna play some music um, from a new CD that I was handed the other night from Alzara, uh, brother from Brother Spellbinder. They have a new album out called We Were Children Yesterday, and it's really beautiful. They have this artist who did the the cover art for their album, and it's really cool. So, um, f- hot off the presses. Um, Brother Spellbinder is the band, and the track is called Birds of a Feather. We know it's 
That was a new track from Brother Spellbinder. Uh, we'll play a little bit more of their music later, but definitely check out Brother Spellbinder. Um, great recording, but to, to experience them live is, is uh, I mean, live music is, is best anyway, but uh, definitely check them out. They play around quite a bit. They show up at Cafe Revolution as well. So here we are back in the studio, and we've got um, our friend here, Blood Flower. Greetings and salutations. And I think, are you going to read a poem first on your own, or are you going to read with Leo playing? I'm going to recite Sonnet for E.K. Keith from the uh, 2018 Forum magazine. Okay. Then I'm going to uh, recite a piece called East Bay. It's Pig Latin for Beast mm -hmm. with my friend Leo okay. on the guitar in the minor key. Sonnet for E.K. Keith. Grant me protection from the fever dream, the solemn bones that rattle in a whiskey trance. I am entombed, yet I still hear the victims of progress crying in the streets. Grant me protection from the voluptuous attentions of the overfed and the underloved. Shelter me from the ills of public worship. Free me from the belly of this mystery fish. Cough me up at last on a dry land with the undertow far behind me at last. Steady my fiery drunken limbs on this sacred earth that lies on the sidewalk beneath my feet as the underground rumbles, standing on the corner of 19th and Mission, I swear the entire barrio is gripped by some occult fever. Thank you. Yeah. Um, sure. I have something. We've been waiting, hope, hoping that uh, Rain would be able to call in from Missoula, Rain would call in from Missoula, but I just I got a text to me, the kids won't sleep. But I just happened to find a poem of hers that she had sent me some time ago that never has never been read before. So this is my Rain, my newest work. Help me. Turn off the lights and be free of the darkness. Free of constant concert ringing, supremely heartless. Help me. Turn off the lights and be free of the darkness. Free of blinding, confounding bombardments. Help me. Turn off the lights and be free of the darkness. Climbing itself light. When it's, when it's toxic, nefarious. Mm. It's a prison, cell block, subdivided, maintained, well-oiled and greased by the blood of the slain. Wow. Our soldiers, our psychos, our beautiful brown kin, our sisters, our daughters, our mothers and babes, our fathers, our lost sadness. Like low tides return for the slaughter in nature, it's the path of the road, our four-legged and six, eight, and feather too. 
because our sensitivity is sharing all that endangered by to so few. Our sensitivity and sharing all that endangered by so few with wits that slick and greasy as the blood gold bubbles as the blood gold bubbles up and as tactful and stuck as the as the tonic speeds us up. Tonic speeds us all up. Past pastime to think of consequence for activities sold as to enhance past time for truth to turn us back to slow times and a deeper track. That's yeah. that's my brain. And so we pretty well covered and I want us the band to go go, go back up. Yeah, well, well Dave we got a little we got something going on right here for now cuz Leo's going to play guitar and Bloodflower's oh, going to oh, do another poem. Sorry, I hope I didn't jump in. No, no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the break. Oh, there's Leo right beside I, uh, me. Okay. It's a hard act to follow, dude. Well, that's, uh, that's range. She's <laughs> coming in from my B-Day. If you come I'm to only the, happy when it rains. Poetry. She'll be here for my B-Day. And she'll be at Bottom of the Hill. She'll be around here. I think we'll try to do a show about that time, too. Garbage. And she'll be here live. Okay. okay take it away, you guys. Yeah, um, I want to dedicate this to all you lit crawlers out there. Um, yeah, Leo, that's nice. That'll work. I'm laid up in my room with the reincarnation of Gertrude Stein. She's sanctum the Nina Verde, but she's what we'd call the flip side of the divine. We cast our pearls before the palest of the bluest-eyed swine, microdose to our heart's content, and get hella fucked up on cheap red wine. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first. I swear, I swear the night was silver and the stars were jet black. I was undoing myself piece by piece in a tar paper shotgun shack. And I'd give half my soul to get that kind of mojo back. She said, who came first, baby? She said, Napoleon the first. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first. Hammer, sickle, and black cat bone. I can hear them crooning. I can hear them moan. But they're just voices of the dead on a busted public payphone. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first. Now, I'm laid up in my room with the reincarnation of Gertrude Stein. She's Nina Verde, Sancta Muerte, and she knows exactly where to draw the line. We design schematics of intelligent design. We lift up our serpents and we drink our turpentine. She said, who came first, baby? She said, Napoleon the first. She said, who came first? She said, Napoleon the first.
Very cool. Very cool collaboration there, (laughs) Leo and Bloodflower. Thanks for lending me the guitar players. Certainly. And I want to announce Bloodflower now has a a series at Alley Cat Books called Under the Sacred Skylight. Um, It's a Wednesday evening. I think he's hosting it once a month, but also having co-curators who host it um, once a month. So um, that happens on, there's always going to be something happening Wednesday evenings at Alley Cat Books in the the Galleria in the back. Um, And so coming up this Wednesday, the 23rd from 7 to 9 p.m., um, the Sunset Poets with Martin Hickel, Sarah Menifee, and more from the Revolutionary Poets Brigade. Um, and Dave, just FYI, heads up, we've got Shahid uh, Buttar, who's running for um, Congress against Nancy Pelosi. Oh He's going to be calling in in just about two or three minutes here. So, uh, yeah, just FYI, Shahid's going to be calling yeah, in on the phone. Hear, Nancy so, Pelosi is on the move. Nancy Pelosi is the one who's we've seen in the picture. You saw the one in front of, with the whole cabinet and where she's castigating Crump with his whole cabinet. What, have you seen that picture of Nancy? Wowzy, but he's got a long finger and she's going like that. Have you seen that picture? <laughs> yeah. No, not that particular oh, this picture, is the one. no. She goes right in. Yeah. She's, uh, I think it's interesting that you know she's been in this position for three years and and it's only now that uh there's some sort of implication against the core of the democratic party i.e joe biden that would force her hand to um you know push for impeachment inquiries when clearly there's been things uh you know very evident um really the past three years so it's kind of interesting it's an interesting time and place um in our country um i i i I can't. I can't say I know what's going to happen because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, sometimes, sometimes I have inclinations, but on this one, I really don't know. Well, I can feel something's on the move. The seeds are being planted. They're on the move, and Shahid, and because uh, Nancy Pelosi is definitely on the move, and I wonder when he even gets a chance, chance to do what he can and begin to build communities and people who are disgusted, who think Nancy, Nancy's too slow or too fast or something, and here's Shahid. So I'd, I'd really be, my ears are open, and I'd be interested, really interested in saying what he has to say. Well, let's put All on right. some music. Yeah, let me play some music until the phone rings. Uh, here's some more Brother Spellbinder.
So you are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. I'm here with Diamond Dave. We are normally part of the Common Thread Collective, but tonight's podcast is a Saturday night podcast. You will find it on our website in the archive under Friends of Mutiny. And speaking of a friend of mutiny, our friend uh, Shahid Buttar is on the phone. Hi, Shahid. So good to be with you, Val. Hey, so glad you got to call in. I know you're very uh, busy and, and doing lots of things, you know. Hey, Shahid, it's Diamond Dave here. So uh, good to hear your voice, uh, brother. Uh, Welcome back. Yeah, oh, it's good to be here. And in fact, I want to invite you to my B-Day party, number one. Well, I'm turn, I'll be turning 82. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And then there'll be music, and there'll be poetry, and there'll be a lot of what you can imagine. And it'll be at bottom of the hill on November 12th, my birthday, 82 years old. I can't old. wait. Please come. I can't wait. And uh, tell us what you're about. Uh, lots of busy. I heard about you and uh, Pelosi. Pelosi's so busy. And I don't know. I saw the picture of her in front of the whole cabinet, all those guys, all those bourgeois 1% pig, all those people that, uh, <laughs> that uh, the Bernie... Uh, Bernie and building on movement. Did you see Bernie today, by the way? I certainly heard him. Yeah, it was an incredible rally today in Queens. Definitely is back to back to him, but AOC, the youngest member ever in the U.S. Congress, who is now Bernie, two generations coming together. She she uh, introduced him, and she laid it out in such a good way. Did you hear that? I did. There was an incredible photo of the two of them with their hands raised, and then. Struck me as a photo of two future presidents. Could be. Wow. And and just to recontextualize, we, we mentioned this before we actually brought you on live, but Shahid is running for Congress. And that's part of the reason part of the reason we love him, but part of the reason why he's on the phone tonight, certainly to get to talk to us about uh, the campaign that you have going here in San Francisco to run for District 12 in California, which is Nancy Pelosi's seat, which she's had for the past 32 years. Um, and I was saying uh, kind of off air, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous and convenient that the only time in the past three years that she's, you know, pursued impeachment is when, you know, the a core Democrat like Joe Biden gets under the, you know, draws the ire of President Trump, even though there's been ample um, reason to, to try to uh, pursue impeachment. But why don't you tell us a little bit about well, what she's... your campaign is about? Okay. Sure. You know, we're running to establish Medicare for all, establishing universal health care as a human right within the United States. We're running on a Green New Deal, so a robust solution to the climate crisis that also addresses the economic crisis and mounting wealth and income disparities that plague our country. Uh, we're also running on executive accountability, not only for our criminal president, but also for the litany of figures in the U.S. government who have been complicit in one way or another with human rights abuses, and that includes the entire senior leadership of the CIA, for instance. Uh, I've been a constitutional lawyer for 20 years. I've been fighting the rise of fascism uh, long before Trump. I fought Bush's wars. I fought Obama's deportations and surveillance, and I've been fighting Trump's corruption, and I'm glad that our campaign and all the work we did to draw blood on impeachment to force the speaker's hand to show up for work proved successful to that extent, and I'm looking forward to liberating the seat next year. If I could, I'd love to tell you where I'm at right now and sort of what our campaign's doing like at the very moment. Yeah, please do. So we're out in the dog patch at the moment at the San Francisco Burning Man decompression, 
and there are maybe five, ten thousand 10,000 people in this warehouse lot. I just had a chance to fit Rhymes on the Opulent Temple Duck Con sound system for maybe two or 3,000 people, and we are now flyering everybody leaving, letting them know we're handing out uh, pissed-off voter guides from the League of Pissed-Off Voters. Yes. And a little information about our campaign to make sure that the countercultures know that we have an alternative voice available to represent our city in Washington. Which, which is so important, and, and, and we'll, we'll kind of give more context now, because you ran in the primary uh, a year ago um, to try to uh, unseat Pelosi, but that was a kind of a quick three-month campaign, but you came in third um, in the primary, so it was just like Nancy Pelosi, who's obviously the incumbent, um, and then the Republican, the one Republican who was challenging her, uh, got maybe what, like a couple, th- like a thousand or so more votes than you did in that primary, so there's... Yeah, 1,000 votes, half a percentage point. So, so now you have this great momentum going, and the primary is going to be in March of 2020. That's right. So we have six months to go, and our ground game is already stronger than it ever got last year. We've gotten uh, many times more media coverage than we got last year. We're going to have endorsements, all the ones that we got last year, including groups like the SF Berniecrats and the Progressive Democrats of America, which haven't yet voted but will likely endorse us soon. We've already been endorsed by Vets for Bernie, People for Bernie, Bay Area for Bernie, uh, Matt Gonzalez, uh, Eric Marr, a labor law professor at UC Hastings, Vina Duval, the founder of Code Pink, Women for Peace, Medea Benjamin, Lawrence Lessig, who's an internet law luminary, Corey Doctorow, science fiction um, visionary and luminary. And so these voices represent the wide diversity of communities that we've had a chance to defend uh, over the course of my career, and I'm looking forward to continuing that record of advocacy with a seat in Congress. I'll say this, when the past, I've done the job of representing San Francisco's values in Washington before without a seat in Congress, and when I was arrested, for instance, in the Senate in 2015 for asking questions, like any good journalist would do, I, uh, I didn't at the time uh, anticipate coming back to seek a seat in the chamber, but I was frustrated at the time, and I remain very frustrated that so many members of Congress don't ask tough questions. And uh, I ask questions that are so tough that, frankly, no one's ever answered them. And uh, when I had the you know, opportunity to ask an Obama administration official about them, John McCain had me arrested. And I would like to uh, have an opportunity to ask questions from a position where somebody has to finally answer them. And I have a great many questions to ask. Congress needs a constitutional conscience, and I'm happy to serve. I'm wow. And uh, the same with us. We're, we're being a voice of... Here on Mutiny Radio, you're always welcome to the voice of this movement since we're rising. It's all, as, as we both indicated, it's kind of the beginning with Bernie jumping out and AOC uh, coming up by, by, by his side. And this movement rising, we're talking about Green New Deal. They were both democratic socialists, and we were democratic socialists before them. But being a democratic socialist is now, is now getting more and more acceptable, isn't it? That's right. Well, and I think people realize that our country has a proud socialist history. We have roads. We have fire departments. We have schools. Those are all socialist institutions. And, you know, the question is, do we want to allocate health care, for instance, in the same way that we allocate yachts? Or do we want to allocate health care the same way we do fire services? And it can be treated like a luxury good, or it can be treated like a human right with crucial public externalities. And at the moment, because we have a corporate healthcare system, 
an extractive healthcare system that's more dedicated to corporate profit than patient health or public health, we pay more money to have the worst health outcomes of any industrialized country in the world, and we deserve better. We, we know we can do better because everybody else does better, and we know how they do better. They do better by aggregating costs, by uh, leveraging purchasing power, by having single-payer health care as a matter of right. And a couple of things just to note, there's so many people live in mortal terror of getting hurt because they don't know how they're going to pay for medicine or they don't know how they're going to pay for the doctor. They don't know how they're going to pay for surgery or uh, outpatient care. And under a single-payer health care system, not only are your catastrophic costs covered by your tax dollars, but more importantly, uh, people have access to preventive care, and that drives down the costs across the system. It's just a, a more intelligent policy as well as one that's more humane. And, you know, when we think about people uh, growing hip to democratic socialism, I think more and more people are aware that the current system is failing us and that whether it's Democrats or Republicans in power, we in the United States have been forced to endure corporate rule for entirely too long. And it's not just healthcare policy, our climate policy, our foreign policy. So many of our policies seem to be engineered to kill people. And I would much rather serve people than kill them, and I would much rather serve people than corporations. And that's why I'm here, to provide a new voice for our city that's proudly aligned with our visionary values. And I, you know, I, I love San Francisco too much to see a relative moderate undermine our city's voice in Washington. And unfortunately, that's been the story for the entire 20 years that I've been politically active building the progressive movement from coast to coast. It must be amazing for you. Here we are in the blues to the blue. A blue city and a blue state. Well, we say take on the walls, open the doors, and get rid of the borders, too. And so the families, bands, tribes, communities, collectives, I believe in that. But borders is a line on their map. So it's happening on both sides. People are beginning to stand up. Hey, Chai, welcome. It's going uh, to be an interesting time ahead. Uh, today was a big day with Bernie stepping up and having him at his side, AOC, a young, beautiful, highly intelligent, the youngest woman ever in the Congress of the United States. And they're going to be traveling the country like this other, what's her name, Greta, Gerda, for the 16-year-old Swedish woman. Oh, yeah, Greta Thunberg. Oh, my goodness. What are they? Have you seen her? Oh, yeah. She's incredible. And we see these voices of youth leading because our leaders are acting like children. And we can't defer to people who are willing to get along to go along to serve their own careers. Too much is at stake. I'd put it to you this way. This is what I said on the mic here a few minutes ago at the decompression. Party people come together. We can together achieve whatever we desire. We can fly higher. We can climb any spire, house any choir, throw out of office any powerful liar, put out any conflagration of fire burning in the heart of every nation, dire consequences if we don't act soon. The deadline yesterday afternoon, rest easy, y'all. There's no spoon, but the planet will force a reckoning soon. And if, like me, you want to see our society avert a climate catastrophe, replace Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's the whole oh, fucking crew. We heard some folks out in the uh, studio getting excited about all that, too. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, look who's here. Is that EK? Well, Shahid, I, I, oh, I, I'm so glad. I'm sorry. We're, yeah, we're, we're, you know, it's fun over here at the Common Thread Collective. So there's, we just had a whole, like, wave of people walk in the door, and we have about, 
25 more minutes of the show. So I'll let you all get to it. Thank you for hey, having me thank on. you, Shahid. You. Oh, yeah, everyone's saying hi. E. Hi, Shahid. <laughs> Come back. Yeah, well... Yes. The, Give Dave I, a hug for me and Val too, please. Oh, right. Hey, yeah, hugs. I have this idea. Um, I have this idea. You, I don't know if you've been to my place. It's a place where a lot of us can come together and circle and meet and talk about where we go from here. And I think I'm going to give a call Monday. John Avalos, and invited to be part of it. John Avalos is the period of all the supervisors. Isn't that right? I would love to be a part of it. Okay, that's what I want. You and Avalos, anybody with EK here, plenty of sisters, and we'll get together and say it's called Where Do We Go From Here? And we're going to use that by Mutiny Radio. We're going to use our own state. It's called Doing More Together Than Any of Us Can Do On Our Own. So I've taken it on my own to call Avalos. I think he works for the uh, City Workers Union, doesn't he? He works for the uh, National Union of Health Care Workers, if I'm not mistaken, okay. UNHW. Well, I'm going to find him. Or UHNW, sorry. Okay, I'm going to find him Monday. And he, right on. And he knows quite well that what we do is, I think he'll, he'll be, we can say welcome aboard, John, to this movement I'm talking about. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. Do it. Let's Happy do early it. birthday to you, sir. I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, come down. Right on, Shahid. Um, so... November 12th. Oh, yeah. Diamond Day's birthday party at uh, Bottom of the Hill, Tuesday, November 12th. Um, but, but, well, let's finish up with Shahid. So, shahidforchange.us. That's S-H-A-H-I-D-F-O-R change.us. Um, Shahid, love that you called in. We will talk to you again. The primary is coming up in March 2020 for you. Um, and uh, we will... We will reconvene and, and keep pushing forward. So thank you for all that you're doing, all of the, uh, everything that you're bringing to, into the conversation and to light. It's important We're all work. We're together. All right. Thanks, Word. Talk to you again soon. Okay. Love thanks so much. <laughs> Word. Look, here's EK. It's EK. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm so good. What's going on? I, well, one of the things going on, I brought my friend, the poet, Kai Sugiyoka Stone here with oh, me also. What's up, Kai? Hi. Yeah. Welcome to, to Mutiny you. Radio. You, you know so what's been going me. on? Aside from this, which is most happening, um, thank you for having an aftershock. We've been at the, the Lit Quake event, the Lit Crawl in the yeah. mission. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on tonight. A lot, a lot of, stuff of stuff going on in a lot of places, like lots of different writing artists of all kinds, reading their words. Shutting and down the mission with words. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I'm so glad you made it over here. I wasn't sure if it was gonna if it was a realistic thing to finish up a phase three and then come to the unauthorized phase four open mic. And you brought well, some you friends know, with you here too, I, I see. Did. So are, are we have other people who want to uh, read things uh, that they brought um, tonight? They might be. They yeah, might maybe. Be okay. I'll go talk to them. Well, let's do this. How about um, we get a couple poems going here, and then oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and then we can uh, check in to see who else wants mm-hmm. to go. We've got about another twenty minutes of our podcast. So cool. Yeah, we're well, good. I've got a poem that I didn't read tonight. Oh, nice. The lost track or the B side. Yeah. Or maybe it's the A side. Do uh, they call it the A side? It's just the hit. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Take a hit. <laughs> Take it off my It's the one everybody. that like you went to the concert for and they didn't sing it. <laughs> I don't know if it's that one either. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I know it's a great poem because it's an EK poem. Well, you are super sweet, Val. <laughs> I learned my MC poetry skills from you, E.K. Oh, you, you, oh, you. All right, this is called What a Trip. 
the innocence of our elders recounting their psychedelic youth glorifies the past ignorant of consequence who could have predicted the drug war mandatory minimum sentencing sentencing and prisons the most lucrative american industry of them all oh man that is an a-side <laughs> thanks dude it's the a-side the dark side a-side <laughs> So true. Oh, and it's all tied in. The more I pay attention to it, the more I learn. It's so, all of it so much. So did tied I hop in. onto a common thread? You did. You did a major common thread that I can see. Um, Man, we got a lot of cool people coming in and out. I hope the people who just left got to read. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. had a awesome. band. Yeah, we've had yeah. a couple Shoot. like solo acts um, and some writers. So it's been great. Dig it. So, yeah. Kai, I feel like I've seen you Hi. like three times in the past week, and this is the first <laughs> time we've met, really. But um, welcome to Mutiny Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I've uh, been turning my birthday day, which was October 12th, into a birthday week, hoping to snowball it into a birthday month. Yes. And so here I am. <laughs> Excellent. I had someone today tell me who's also an October baby. Oh. She was saying, now I'm making it a birthday season. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Taking Stretch it further. <laughs> I, I need this. <laughs> well, know. Yeah. well, good. Well, happy yeah. birthday. Thank you so much. Glad you're Thanks here. Glad you're me. alive. And, and uh, the couple times I've heard you read in the past week, um, it's been it's been really um, powerful stuff. So it's always good to see, see that uh, creativity coming through. Yeah. Um, thank you. I try. I try. So... Yeah, whenever, whenever when it, Kai's ready, Kai will when, read a poem. Whenever Kai is ready. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at this, too. You could be a mutiny radio DJ. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I like music. Um, this first one is called um, Reactive and Obsessed. <clears throat> I wonder if she's doing much better without me. I think she is. I'm here to feel everything I see to its end. Did you know Spotify lets you know what others you follow are listening to? I saw my ex was listening to a song from her playlist titled Breakup. The title was, I wrote this song for an ex. The lyrics began, first off, fuck my ex. You ain't nothing but a bitch. Glad we never had sex. How's it feel wake to feel to wake up and know you lost to the best fuck you you was always selfish always had your back you was always helpless a healing curtain is drawn to reveal an alluring singeing fire i unfollowed her i began to check her status on instagram missing her i check her posts they were lists of what perfect relationships looked like, with her saying they were important in every relationship. The curtain is drawn again. I glare at a heart I cannot see clearly. I felt wrong for way too long, so I deleted Instagram. I re-downloaded it today. My Wi-Fi mysteriously stopped working the moment I tried to download it. The curtain is stained now. She had a new post from today. 
It was a tweet that read, You believed that your ex wasn't a toxic piece of shit for eight months. You can believe yourself for five seconds. I upload my identity, I download a jagged mirror, and when I look at it, all I see are cracks, fractures, mistakes, resentments, inevitable endings in a vehement monster. Am I a toxic piece of shit? I truly wonder, and not just at your behalf. My insecurity ripped up the curtain. I now know I never want this to happen ever again. Reaction is a choice. And so is obsession. If I am not compassionate with my heart and mind, slippery curtains and jagged mirrors is all I will believe. And I will never get to see my true, beautiful reflection. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thinking about that one all night. For the modern media. This ex who is. Oh, we go through the internet. To, to returning to where it all began. The mm. love and the wonder of our own heart and our own fellow human beings and the rest is mere whatever it is. Thanks a lot, brother. Now, I don't, is there anybody who's see you coming in? That's his sister. Yeah. yeah, and if there's other folks, I know the band is going to play a song in, in just, a couple, just a few minutes if it's, if it's cool. Um, couple. Hi, how are you, Ben? Moving, moving. Thanks along. for holding it down, Val. Dude, it's my pleasure. I was explaining to Rob earlier how I, uh, he's like, you know, I know you've been having some changes going on in your life. I'm like, yeah, big fucking changes. Part, <laughs> excuse me. Oh yeah, it's Mutiny Radio. It's free speech. Um, but, but, but I'm happy to report. I'll say it again. I feel like now that I'm a little bit more established in my new, you know, kind of like routines in life and all that, um, kind of got my feet under me that the, the cloud that was, that was uh, around me has kind of cleared up a bit. And so now I'm like genuinely taking pleasure in being back here at Radio (laughs) to be able to do this. It doesn't feel like an extra task like it did for a couple of months where I just couldn't even think about it. So, you know, I've kind of come over that hump as well, you know, change and, um, um, get be coming out of a phase and into a new one, so it's yeah. it's it feels good and it's good. It's great yeah. to see everyone's beautiful faces here. Sarah summer. Powell's here, man. Hey, Sarah. Hey, hey what are you uh, up to? I'm what gonna you give you this to? mic. Yeah, let's thanks, see. Val. I'm gonna go get ready to listen to the band. Yeah, this. for sure. And then it, uh, if you want to just check German. real quick, EK, and see if any of the folks who came with you, you have something it. to read, um, would love to be able to get people uh, on to do a something that they want to do uh, Sarah what's been going on with you welcome back Not much really counting the days till I can go back pretty much but I can't yet so going back to to Greece out of the country anywhere anywhere because <laughs> you spent some time in Greece a couple years back I did. working in with the refu- like refugee influx of yeah. people coming from Syria and there's across the world. There's going to be a whole world. new influx. It's gonna, I mean, there's still a wave, but it's going to be a tsunami. What we need to do is a really intelligent group. We can see, finding more out about. I'm talking about the Kurds. 
the courage to have no nation, the courage to have fought for, for years and years and years, and it looks like they've really developed their brain. Now they've been totally uh, rejected by Trump, who kind of stabbed them in the back, is that right? Oh, he, well, yeah, he totally stabbed them in the back and let Erdogan go in. Tur- Turkey's had issues with the Kurds for centuries. Centuries. And it's... it's it, uh, I don't know. The what? whole thing is such a mess, and now the Kurds are aligning with Assad. Because they have no choice. And, of course... you got to align with somebody. Uh, well, they totally. Think. And somebody was saying yesterday something about, well, now the U.S. has turned their back, so the Russians are sweeping in. Well, this is the whole history of, of, of uh, U.S. and USSR, and now Russia's relationship with the Arab world is... The U.S. provides the stick, and the Russia provides the carrot, and the U.S. wonders why. Hmm. And what I see too, what's interesting too, the Kurds, the leader, of the Kurdish Workers' Party, which said was a Marxist-Leninist party, he's been put on an island for many years, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and recently he uh, he went from that to becoming uh, meeting some Americans some of which I know, and becoming a kind of an anarchist, which you've been talking to the clergy about. Is that right? Yeah. And they're building their own societies where the women are and stuff. They've, they've been doing some incredible work. Uh, but now they're big, that makes me sad. Incredible work. So we better reach out to our Kurdish brothers and sisters. That's right. Because they're on the, bed, on, on the front line right now. Incredible work where the women are where they've been brought up, where they have collectives and series of collectives, where things are done by committee. It's an amazing, amazing experience, am I right? It's been quite an experiment, and it's been working very well. And they've been they've been making huge changes. Yeah, and we've got to keep. They don't have the power to make the changes that they can any bigger. Yeah, well, and, and we do need to keep in mind. You know, I think the headlines don't. I mean, obviously, the headlines don't tell us a whole lot. But um, you know, when they talk about a ceasefire, which has already um, failed, you know, a ceasefire there doesn't mean like, okay, we're going to not fire for a few days and like figure out something. It's like, no, we're going to stop firing for a few days so you can move. So it's like it's not it's not about negotiations at this point, um, and it is uh, a. A, a, a crisis. It's a critical moment that the world really needs to pay attention to. And, you know, American presidents have historically, you know, brought up, you know, oh, big, like, international, you know, war and attacks to um, distract from domestic failings. And this happened the week that, that impeachment proceedings started. So uh, I call bull. And uh, we do need to pay attention and, and, and to unseat this, this dangerous, dangerous man. Oh, my goodness. So here, here's what I, I think I, I would like to propose. Because the common thread has has woven its 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 way through, uh, you know, we're streaming around the planet on the internet uh, through MutinyRadio.fm, and sending our love to you know everywhere that that we can reach, um, and and just know and to spread the word that that love is here, um, use your creativity, make the world a better place in all the little teeny tiny ways that you know how, um, and. Uh, the critical mass needs to build but we need to keep paying attention and uh, keep creating yeah. So uh, I, I'd like to invite the band to play a, a final song, and then uh, two songs, two songs. and then I'll do a poem, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Beautiful. Hey, and I think you know Val. Yeah, Dave. We've been doing this for many years. Is that right? It's true. 
And I heard it many years before that. And when we'd say it, we'd have its ups and downs. Sometimes there'd be just a few people here. And suddenly there'd be a change, and there'd be all kinds of people who wanted to play, to sing, mm -hmm. and talk, and announce, and do all of that. And I think that reflects what's happening in the Times. And I think with another going in the time, time of Bernie, the time of AOC, the time of a new move, a movement, uh, a foot, foot in the land, that we're going to see that there'll be a real role for the Common Thread Collective. I agree. From it's Occupy like to Standing Rock to oh Feeling the Burn, here we be. Now back to Laura. 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 And y, y los bad hombres. Era desconocido Andando caballero Y tenía un calor Los días trabajando Esa noche que ha vivido Y andaba buen tomado Y cantando su canción Por las montañas Caminos, ciudades Escondidos Se encuentra un religión Tentaciones Fue mandando decisiones De su alma Cantando en el camino se quedó Que ha vivido Sino su corazón de lágrimas Caballero de rodilla Una nota le esperaba Su esposa en la sala se colgó Caballero carnito me espera El infierno no me esperes Que por ti moriré Me llevé de esta vida Cuando el fin me dio la cuenta que amabas el camino más que yo Yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for coming out to be a part of the Common Thread Collective this fine evening. We are on the Friends of Mutiny podcast on a Saturday night. Um, E.K. Keith's show is usually this third Saturday, but she was uh, otherwise reading at Lit Crawl, but got to come over here. Um, so definitely every third Saturday here at Mutiny Radio 8 to 10 um, will be uh, the open pages, open mic. And then the Common Thread Collective, we're kind of floating between second and fourth fr- Saturdays. So, you know, follow our Facebook page and I will post when we're going to have a show. Um, that said, uh, make sure you register to vote. Um, they say the deadline here is October 21st uh, and the election is November 5th. Um, we are lucky in San Francisco, though, if you if you forget or fail to register to vote, you can actually go on Election Day only to City Hall and cast a ballot, even if you uh, miss the registration deadline. So don't forget to exercise your right, because, uh, you know, if you want to vote out people who approve a $733 billion war budget every year, um, this is your, well... I mean, just, you know, get used to voting. Uh, and we're going to get some open source software eventually. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to dwell on that because we're in such fine spirits. I'm going to read you a poem that I wrote yesterday and uh, sending love around the world and around our planet, the blue planet, they say, because it's made of water. I am water. Heat me all the way through. I want the deepest pools to pour over, seep out my sides. I want to sweat, redden me, steam me, bake me. Let me float on the aroma of cedar and lily. Make me a sieve and strain all the rain out of me. Let me flood the valley. Once found in the underground, reveal me. Carry me with gravity. Let me push past the river rocks and trickle off into a stream. I am the universe's dream. I am in no hurry. My molecules needn't worry. I am healing, soothing, springing. And if you listen, I am singing. We love all of you. It's been a really uh, beautiful night here at Mutiny Radio. We'll hope you guys all come back, all you wonderful people. And if you're out there listening around the planet uh, or even in this room, remember, peace. We love you. And uh, we will we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Um, I think I'm going to play uh, from our friends... Oh, why did I forget their names right now? It's slipping my mind. Um, the Troublemakers Union, uh, a track we like to play around here called the Anti-Fascist Funk. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting Mutiny Radio. I heard that we're ha- that Mutiny Radio is getting an app. Oh, we're so ahead of the times here at Mutiny Radio. I have tape on my board. Sometimes you gotta hold the, the line in to make the microphone work. That's just how we like it. But the enemy, they cannot see, cannot see our unity. Peace, worldwide, worldwide. Worldwide, worldwide. We're all in your side. And we cannot not see what you're doing to you and me and me and he and she and he.
can do everything, but everyone can.